This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hello everyone, good morning. Welcome to another podcast session of Markets Today brought to you by HISA and the Kenyan Wall Street team. My name is Felix Ocheng and today I'm joined by an, uh, an analyst, an upcoming analyst. His name is Davis. Uh, probably Davis can introduce himself and then we can probably proceed on today's session. Once again, remember Markets Today basically gives you a review of what happened last week as we pick up on what is what, what we probably expect this week and giving investors a way forward on, on, on a few of the metrics that they can use on investing on the NSE and also on global markets. Davis. Hi, good morning everyone. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here this morning. My name is Davis Kadinji, as uh, Felix has mentioned, an <laughs> upcoming financial analyst Yeah, who's been a long-time friend of Felix. <laughs> Uh, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot, Davis, for joining us. Maybe we just um, dive in into what's moving markets over the past few days. We've we've seen um, the NSC uh, week on week. We know the NSC All Share Index gained, um, but then we're also seeing the NSC 20 and the NSC 25 Share Index um, shedding a few of a few basis points over the past few weeks. So, what's your take on that? Uh, well, I know selling pressures are still high mm-hmm. in that particular regard, but I'm actually optimistic uh, with regard to our local markets and actually all African markets, all emerging markets in a sense, because I'm seeing large amounts of foreign inflows coming into these markets. Mm-hmm. So going forward, we could start seeing possible um, signs of a recovery for our markets. Mm-hmm. You know, a large portion of outflows really left around when the coronavirus hit that was around March last year when the co- when the lockdown was began etc but now we're seeing those flows coming back you know mm-hmm. especially co- considering how highly valued or <laughs> let's say overbought <laughs> foreign stocks are it, it looks like everyone is coming and looking for returns here yeah. And also possibly considerations being made um, with regard to Biden's tax policies. You know, taxes are really going to go up. So that will affect uh, foreign company incomes, of course, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And also it will affect dividend returns. The, um, yeah. So I see more foreigners who uh, still dominate our markets coming back. And so a possible recovery um, in our markets, even though selling pressures right now are still a bit high. Yes. Interesting. Um, last week we saw Safaricom post a decline uh, week on week for the first time, I think in in, in about a month. Uh, Safaricom had a decline, closing lower, uh, shedding I think about two percent. Yeah. I don't know what's what's your overview on Safaricom, considering you've mentioned something about foreign investors. Yeah. Uh, looking from an angle that Safcom has one of the highest um, uh, foreign exposure, uh, has always has one of the highest interest when it comes to. Uh, foreigners investing on the exchange. What's your take? Do you think this week we are likely to see a decline in Safcom or, or it's uh, probably going to push in for the positive? Mm, it's quite hard to say. <laughs> I think a technical an- analysts would have to look into that one. Um, what, with Safaricom, okay, on my personal view, it's... Do, you, do, you, uh, do, you, think, do you think the company is... Uh, 
it's 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 overboard or do you think it's oversold do you do you think it's a hold at this time what's, what's your take <laughs> it's overboard okay of course people i mean you have to look at safaricom as a whole it's always defied every bear market you know it's mm-hmm. seemingly this is where uh, the returns are yeah coming from especially for foreigners it has the liquidity and you know has good metrics it's seem, seemingly the best company to buy into mm-hmm. uh, my concern uh, mm-hmm. would be that okay and we see this of course in global stocks people are not uh, buying into the present of course you're buying into the future in a sense if you look at safaricom with regard to its past financials mm-hmm. um how you'd value it would be a bit lower than what it's trading at right now and mm-hmm. es- especially when you take into consideration the mm-hmm. fact that they had to remove transaction costs you know to stop uh, you know to aid the economy in a sense that yeah. people are not hurt by the transaction costs etc mm-hmm. but still in the face of that it continues pushing up you know um so it could po- possibly be a case of profit taking for the short term mm-hmm. but of course long term uh, i believe all is long safari especially with the prospects of uh, expansion into ethiopia yeah a lot of good prospects there and so Okay, on my personal view, it's overbought, but again, mm-hmm. considering how strong it's been um, over time and continues to be, mm-hmm. it's still a good buy. All right, um, maybe just as we as we try and see what's happening on on the local markets, because I know most of our listeners usually uh, ask a lot of questions regarding the local market. We're looking on major companies that have declined over time. Um, we saw Bamburi post some a bit of some gain. We are seeing investment banks, and just going through a few reports, I've seen a report, um, a research report from uh, Genji's Capital Investment Bank um, issuing a buy recommendation for Kenya Re. Um, I've also seen uh, a hold uh, recommendation by Faida Investment Bank. Um, so what's generally your take on the insurance sector? Would you really advise the good opinion for guys to buy into the insurance, considering for yeah. me... Yeah. I, I always think our insurance sector, yes, long term, it might be a good opportunity. We're still um, underinsured. Mm. Uh, the insurance penetration in our country is still very low. And so long term could actually be a good idea. Um, but I'm still, I, I don't know if the insurance sector was also hit last year. And considering these are penny stocks, most mm. of the insurance companies fall um, under, under the penny stock uh, segment where they trade less than 10 shillings. So I really think that uh, penny stocks are usually very volatile. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what's what, what probably you could say with relation to that. Uh-huh. Insurance sector. Um, I actually saw. Um, I'm not sure if it, an analysis by ARB which said that all of them, in fact, the entire sector is undervalued mm-hmm. by around seventy percent. I found that interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure how the insurance premiums perform. I, I do believe that mm-hmm. there has been a reduction in that particular regard, though mm-hmm. we'd have to check the data on that, with regard to people paying the insurance premiums, considering how tight um, li- pockets have been, you know, with the onset of the virus, etc. Mm-hmm. But I, I also think the claims have been less, in a yeah. sense. You yeah. know, that could also be a boost to, to the sector. But yes, <laughs> that's my minimal knowledge of the insurance sector. Okay, um, maybe just to also also just to give you guys a heads up, Davis does a very good analysis on um, 
on, on, on energy um, sectors. I don't know, Davis, what's your take on Kenjan and KPLC? Would you tell someone to buy into these companies at the moment? Just giving us a brief overview, um, probably what you think, and probably if you could generally, uh, as we always say, whatever we discuss in this podcast is not a recommendation. You finally need to make that decision by doing your personal analysis. All this is just to guide you and find ways forward. So Davis is just giving us a little bit of opinions on what he he as an individual investor would do. That doesn't necessarily mean you're supposed to do uh, the same. Uh, so Davis, maybe you could just give us a, a brief of what you think of the energy segment, Kenjan, okay. KPLC. Okay, maybe I could start with Kenjan. That's a very strong company. In fact, uh, I like the new different strategies. I believe they want to uh, do what expand into actually giving an uh, electricity or by retailing. the hour, you know, yeah, yeah, retailing in a sense, mm-hmm. being, you know, directly giving it to consumers, also converting, I think, waste into, mm-hmm. yeah. So the prospects of Kenjan are really good. The problem is they're reliant on KPLC. And KPLC has a lot of problems. <laughs> um, first of all, okay, we're still waiting for the full year 20 numbers to come out. But among the problems that they have is the debt fuel expansion that they've gone into is really hurting them, especially considering that the tariffs were reduced, you know. Um, this was, of course, to, uh, on the back of consumers complaining about the high tariffs, etc. But without, uh, and this is among the things we're waiting for, without a tariff review upwards, the company <laughs> at one point or another is likely to announce bankruptcy. The problem is that, um, you know, the reason why they took up a lot of debt for expansion mm-hmm. is because of the last mile project. And actually, that, that project, that program by the government, has had a lot of progress. You know, Kenya has been one of the fastest, um, had, has had one of the fastest growth trajectories with regard to electricity mm-hmm. penetration in the world, actually. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is there's an uptick uh, in revenue in us, okay, but it's kind of leveling off. Mm-hmm. But so there's an uptick in the amount of um, connections, etc. But there's a downtick in the revenue per customer. You see, there are extreme pro- problems associated with the amount of expansion that they've gone into. Mm-hmm. You get so customers are not paying their bills because considering a lot of these families, mm-hmm. these are families in villages, deep inside villages. So. Getting electricity to them, it only makes financial sense if many families are around one uh, central location, etc., because of all the costs associated with the same. And then this is really <laughs> dimming KPLC's mm-hmm. revenue prospects because families like those would rather buy food, buy clothes, etc., rather yeah. than pay for electricity. You know, makes sense. Yeah. So that uh, increasing o- o- operational expenses and then their debts are just really, really bad. You know. They have to, they're right now surviving on bank overdrafts to just um, sustain day-to-day operations. And then I believe they're also engaging, okay, on the bright side, they're also engaging uh, the banks that they owe money to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, having moratoriums, etc., so that they can restructure their debt. But they can only do this so much without changes uh, occurring. So... KPLC, that one, it depends on your risk <laughs> metric. Okay, guys. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe one of these days we will just have um, a special uh, podcast for KPLC. When Davis is ready, we'll be able to invite him back so that he can be able to break it down. I know some of you are probably wondering um, what he's mentioning. 
few of the things might be technical, um, but I know he's put most of um, he, he's he's probably put most of the analysis to a layman's language. Um, if you have any challenge um, or if you need any clarifications, don't worry. You can always give us a brief on the comment section, and then our team will be able to expound on it. Um, so I think we we can we can have that for the local markets on the equity space. Uh, last week we saw central bank issue bonds um, and, and bonds were oversubscribed. The, the treasury bills were oversubscribed. The bond was also oversubscribed as well. Our government is still pretty hungry for money and I think investors will also try and look onto the fixed income uh, segment over the next few, at least the next few months or so. Probably, in my opinion, I think it's still going to continue until the end of um, 2022 after the elections because uh, elections usually put our country at a little bit of a heated um, investment segment uh, I believe that would be a challenge um, so for the fixed income segment once again uh, you can always be able to go for it if you can be able to invest in in the treasury bills you can always be able to um, go for it I think that's always uh, the fixed income segment is always a little bit more open to investors and whenever there's an opportunity uh, jump into it uh, as we wrap up today's session, maybe Davis also would, uh, has been doing a little bit of an overview on, um, on on global stocks. We saw last week um, Joe Biden was inaugurated um, and immediately he got to Ackman. Within the first two hours, he'd already signed about a dozen. Um, yeah. he, he'd already signed about a dozen, uh, what, what do they call it, uh, presidential orders. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays on Wall Street, also considering his um, nominee, that was Yellen, we spoke about that the other time. Uh, what's, what's your take? Which companies are you looking for in, in global markets this week? Uh, well, I actually believe a lot of results are coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft, possibly Visa, mm -hmm. I know that there are many giving out the results. A, a really good company, uh, I believe, is Microsoft. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the way they've just uh, diversified their revenue streams, uh, their leadership, and uh, the CEO, it's just been amazing to see. And in fact, you one of the loudest <laughs> good indicators that you might notice is they were very absent in those antitrust uh, lawsuits. Like in the past, oh, I would have, yeah, like in the past, I would have said Facebook is a good company, and actually the growth prospects, considering the expansion uh, with regard to WhatsApp in India, you know, becoming more of a fintech uh, mm -hmm. platform of sorts. There's a lot of growth prospects. However, in light of recent developments, especially uh, social media sites shutting down <laughs> Donald Trump, you know those have far-reaching effects. Because yeah. the fear may be that what if they do this to uh, this us as leaders, in a sense. Mm -hmm. So this may actually add fuel uh, to the fire for the antitrust suit against Facebook and yeah, Google and the like. Yeah. So the major risks facing global markets, especially with focus to the U.S. are Biden's tax policies. When all things considered, for example, um, when you take into account both corporate taxes and dividend taxes on dividend, for example, mm -hmm. your <laughs> potential earnings are reduced by at least 60% if Biden's tax policies go forward, you know. And so they'll keep on increasing taxes and taxes which may not be the most prudent considering the times uh, considering that uh, while companies valuations are extremely high there hasn't been a recovery per se 
yes, there's been an exponential growth with regard to technology as people went online, etc. But a lot of the companies, they haven't actually recovered. A lot of companies have taken on debt, um, of course, at extremely low rates, which is good, you know, they can uh, operate for now. The problem is, remember, those debt, that debt has interest payments, etc. If growth does not, or demand for goods and services does not return to what it was pre-COVID, mm-hmm. These guys have heavy, heavy uh, balance sheets right now that they need to cater to, interest expenses that they need to cater to, which will weigh down their earnings. So, um, in light of, of course, the main thing that's driving the markets is the Fed printing money, because a lot of this money um, results in asset price inflation, (laughs) something that you won't, you may not think that the inflation is there, but that's just because of the shortcomings of the consumer price index. Uh, Unfortunately, it doesn't show inflation of assets so there's a lot of money that is chasing returns which is pushing up valuations you know a company like tesla for example is trading at over 10 years what it could what its potential earnings are even Mm -hmm. if it were to take (laughs) approximately 50 percent of the electric vehicle market again people say of course you know don't value it as a car company look at it as a as a tech firm but you know we've 90 percent of its revenues come from car sales etc so you have to value it as what it is right now because the variables will get really mixed up if you value it as what it's not you know assumptions and and the like so it will be interesting to see um, what happens going forward money may actually stay in the market uh the equity market in the u.s because of taxes because people when they sell capital gains tax comes in so yeah. you may see money possibly just being plowed in there but uh, even these stimulus checks that are coming in and people are investing in stocks it may go right back to the government to because the government. <laughs> uh, because of taxes so people may opt to keep the money there but again uh, like i stated earlier uh, we'll see a lot of inflows towards especially emerging markets uh, markets that have taken a beating over the past uh, years as investors really chase returns yeah in a sense so global markets i'm not sure how much growth there is there because again you're not investing in the present you're investing a lot for a lot of these companies over 10 years into the future yeah all right i think that will be interesting so probably for the coming week we're going to try look on to um, the, the the results the the reports uh, as this company as, as the results stream in there's likely to be a little bit of effect as well um i think that's it everyone uh that's it for today's session i know it's been a little bit brief don't worry guys we'll probably invite davis to more of the sessions and then we'll also have a special that a special session where we discuss purely on the um, energy segment once again remember you can always view your markets you can always try and Look into the markets by downloading the HISA app on your mobile phone, following markets and also listening to this podcast as well. Thank you all and have a lovely week ahead. Happy investing. Bye-bye. Davis, any last words? Um, <laughs> nothing much. Just happy Sorry, investing. guys. I, I, I almost <laughs> forgot. I, I closed this before before actually Davis would say his last words. Um, uh, I don't know. Okay, maybe um, invest money that you're willing to lose. <laughs> In the markets, especially if you're focusing on foreign markets, the amount of risk that you'll be taking on right now is quite high. But mm-hmm. I see the prospects in our local markets to be quite significant going forward. Of course, bearing in mind that an election year is next year. But yeah, so with all this in mind, invest money that you can afford to lose. Not that you lose it, but rather uh, not money that you'll need immediately, in a sense. Yeah. 
Okay, guys, I hope you've had that. Invest money that you are willing to lose. Invest, no, not willing to lose, <laughs> but you can lose. We, we, we're not willing to lose any money. But that's it for today's session, guys. Um, see you guys on next week again on Monday for Markets Today. Have a lovely week.